Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. On today's episode, we're stepping up our mom homemaker game and chatting with the one and only Clutterbug herself, Cass Arson. We'll be talking about organizing kids' toys, kids' clothes, and the home hour's new favorite motto, if you can build a castle in Minecraft, you can do your own laundry. Plus, running a daycare from home, dollar store decorating, and move over Monopoly, why we think the Lonely Sock Matching Game should be the next big trend in family game night. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome home, Graham. And welcome to the Home Hour, everyone. Today, we've got Cass Arson of The Clutterbug, and we are so excited, as usual, to have another fantastic interview to bring your way. But first, we have a sponsor for today's episode. That's right. We have Kind Bars. Kind Bars are back. Um, If you were listening to us at all this summer, you saw that the Kind Bar Snack Club has been sponsoring the Home Hour, and we are so excited to have them back as a sponsor to the program. Um, Graham and I are both big Kind Bar fans. Uh, We love them. They are all just delicious, basically. They're gluten-free, low sodium, no sugar alcohols. They are made without genetically engineered ingredients. Um, They're kosher, just really delicious, fresh. They taste awesome. Um, We love them, and we know that our listeners love them too. Uh, I have to tell you, since becoming kind of a Kind Bar addict, like, my mouth craves kind bars like I need them. So I open my drawers and they call to me. And if you have the same sort of we're not even going to call it a problem, we're going to call it a good habit, a good snack habit like I do, then kind bars have made it even easier to enjoy. Um, they have a snack. Well, they're the yin now. and the yang. Kirsten. <laughs> Sorry, they've got that perfect, like sweet and savory. So it's like I don't even have to decide sometimes, you know, like, do you want a cheese stick or do you want a handful of chocolate chips? You just kind of get both. So every now and then between the nuts and the chocolate and the different flavors, it just kind of hits both yin and yang parts. Love them. Well, and I, you know me and salt and mm, dark chocolate, nuts and sea salt. I know I should branch out and be really more flavors and I do but really what happens is I just keep going I'm I'm married my high school boyfriend like when I like something I like it forever I'm not wavering but anyhow if you've got a snack that you like like I do they've made it even easier with the kind snack club this is awesome this is a monthly uh snack club where they send you kind bars right to your house and they have a special specials for the snack club members it's really it's a really great deal that you've got to go to their website and look more into and here is the best part If you want to try a sample box for free, go ahead and go to the Kind Bar Snack Club, which is kindsnacks.com forward slash the home hour. Again, that's kindsnacks.com forward slash the home hour. And you can try a sample box for free. All you have to pay for is shipping. Um, So again, thank you, Kind Bar, for your sponsorship. If you have not given this offer a try yet, go ahead and get your free box. You're going to love them. Um, And now, without further ado, we do have. Clutterbug Cass Arson here. She is going to crush it. I love this interview. It made me just love her for her realness, but also for her. I think you said it best, Kirsten, when you said that, you know, our job as parents is to raise not only our children, but to really raise capable adults. And she gives the tips and tricks not only to keep our houses neat and organized and smart and well running for our children, 
but to show them how when they go off on their own, they can do this kind of stuff. And it's just thoughtful and makes sense. And it's empowering for your children. So I can't wait to hear Cass give us some hard and true and fast and time tested tips um, to really help our children grow into meaningful, thoughtful, capable adults. No, totally. She she just kind of it was a good wake up call and like your kids can do this, you know, give your children a little uh, a little responsibility and they're going to be fine. No one's going to die from putting away laundry. And I, I liked that. It was a good reminder. And a quick little bit of housekeeping. Graham and I actually did this interview back in, I think, July. We do mention at one point in the show that it was summer vacation for both of um, our kids and then for for her kids. She's up in Canada. Um, and we we did a lot of interviews in advance this summer because of travel and such. And um, I'm just really excited because we uh, our our audio has just improved so tremendously. We've done a lot of work. We had some some big audio problems and I feel like we've finally figured them all out. We've switched microphones. We've switched recording setups. We've just revamped everything. Um, so our audio has improved a lot since this interview. Um, it's not like distractingly bad. It's definitely still a, a good interview and pretty good audio quality, but not as good as we would like it now. Our standards have gotten a little bit higher, um, but it's definitely still worth playing because the content from Cass is so fabulous. We had to share it with you guys. We were inspired by it. We want you to be inspired by it. But just a little note on housekeeping. We wish the interview um, had a little bit better audio, but I hope I don't think it should be distracting, but we just wanted you all as our listeners to know that we were um, that we have really been trying hard to improve our audio quality. So thank you for your patience on that front. Technology is tricky and it's new to us and we've never done it before. So stay tuned, kiddos. We're trying to our goal is to bring you some NPR level quality audio. Not going to lie. I am recording in my son's closet. So, you know, stick with us. Yeah, no, but I don't, I don't think it's, it's that terrible. But just wanted to let you know, this is an interview from July. Um, things have gotten better, but yeah, just we got to play it because Cass is awesome. And I hope and she's so sweet. You guys will you guys will see. You'll fall in love with her. She's at all. She's awesome. She so. is. All right. Without further ado, welcome Cass Arson. Hi, and we're here now with Cass Arson of Clutterbug fame. Cass, thank you for being with us this morning. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Welcome, Cass. It's such a real treat to kind of get to meet you this way. We've been following your blog for quite some time now. Thanks. I'm excited to, you know, share any tips and secrets with you guys and and learn things from you guys as well. You're so knowledgeable. So this is going to be exciting. <laughs> You're nice. Okay. We've already, we've already realized she's unbelievable. <laughs> um, okay. So we've had a couple of professional organizers on. We've talked a lot about decluttering, but I feel like what we've really got to um, focus on with you is this mom stuff. Um, we're specifically kind of the mom part of decluttering and the mom part of of organizing, organizing our lives. Um, could we could we kind of delve into momdom of, of organizing and running an organized home? Yeah, let's let's just jump in. I have to start by saying that I am not a naturally organized person, and I spent the majority of my life as a complete disaster. But that is magnified when you become a mother. When you have, you know, kids who also are little tornadoes and make messes and family and all the obligations and work that that comes along with that, it took over my home. And then I started running a home daycare and had nine kids in my house. So 
it was just absolute chaos and I either had to you know do something about it make the decision to get organized so I wasn't just like ripping my hair out because every day it felt like I would wake up and it would be the disaster again even though I had just spent the whole night picking up toys you know and five minutes later it'd be a complete toy disaster again so were the kids with you all day long? I mean, from like 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. type thing with nine yes, kids in the, the house? the first one got dropped off at 6 in the morning, and then the last one got picked up at 6 at night. So it was a 12-hour day for me. And then, of course, you still have dinner and bedtime with your own children. I have three of my own kids, so even after, you know, my daycare kids would go home, I still had kids until until I put them to bed. And then I would spend an hour or two just cleaning up from the daycare. So it was just, I was exhausted and I was overwhelmed and I had nothing under control. And so... But you like kids. That's one thing we're going with. You like children. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're assuming. They're all right, I guess. You know, they're all right. Yes, I'm sitting here going, oh, that's good money. Like, I wonder if I could get nine kids under my roof. But then I'm like, eh, I don't really like children. I do have two of my own. Yeah. But keep going. Sorry. You know what? I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom so badly. So I tried every stay-at-home business, you know, and, and they all failed miserably. And I wasn't making money. And I had the choice to either go back to work. We needed the money. We needed two-income family or I stayed home and did daycare. So it wasn't like, I love children and I want to do daycare. It was like, (laughs) you know, I needed to, I wanted to be home with my children. It was totally just, you know, something I needed to do for me, but I had to earn a full-time income as well. So, so that's sort of how it happened. And I didn't mean to have nine kids. (laughs) I just, I couldn't say no. And then I had another family like, oh, we need you. And then, oh my gosh, I was drowning in babies and it was just, uh, Oh, it was it was crazy. I'm glad that's over. Let me just tell you that. I'm glad that part of my life is over. Okay. How 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 young were your kids when this was going on? I had a I started when Izzy was um, three years old and my daughter was one because here in Canada you get a year off. So I had to go back to work when Abby was one. So then I just started with um, four kids and then it turned to six kids and then I had, you know, part time kids. But then in the summer they're out of school. So they were all there and (laughs) it just it grew into that. But at one point I had three babies, three one year olds in my my care. Let me tell you. If, it was. if there weren't enough people already making their way to Canada these days, a year off for your baby. Yes. That's We're so oh, blessed. So blessed. That's the stampede. So I mean, if you hear the sounds of people stampeding towards you, you know, just let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, it's a year <laughs> off when, paid, when too. It's a year off paid. So they pay you they pay you for a full year. Uh, so blessed you have to live in Canada. But that's not the point. The point is <laughs> I um that's how I started getting organized and you know, it was a little bit every single day because I was overwhelmed. I'd spend, you know, 15 minutes to a half an hour a day. And by the end of six months, it was like a well-oiled machine. You know, the kids were picking up the toys themselves. I had a schedule for laundry. I just felt on top of things. And even as an unorganized disaster on the inside, I'm a hot mess mom. I'm going to be honest with you. If I can do it, anyone can do it. And there's little tips and tricks and secrets I learned that make it easy for anyone no matter how tell busy us. you are so how did you go from being hot mess mom who has a totally disorganized house to like being mary poppins with nine children the canadian mary poppins like how did this happen what was yeah. what was the, the turning point 
I'll tell you the turning point. Was a gradual thing. Was it a spoonful of sugar? It was. Yeah, it was not. It was not a spoonful of sugar, and it was. It was very gradual. Let's be honest. I mean, I read. I I read the life changing magic of tidying up to you know that is i for me that's not realistic it takes time to change your habits it takes time to change your family it takes time to change your house so for me it was really gradual but i started with the toys because toys were the thing that were the biggest disaster for me and i like a lot of people had toy boxes toy boxes were invented by people who do not have children toy boxes don't work they are wow, like the you just worst. Smackdown. Say more. <laughs> Keep going. They are the worst toy organizers because here's the thing when a kid wants to play with something, when children want to play with something with a toy box, what do they have to do to find the thing that they want? Take they the toy to box that. and dump it upside down. You got it, right? And then the house looks like guess. a disaster. Just that is exactly kidding. what kids do. When things are all mixed together like that, they, they have to dump it out to find what they they want to play with so they've made a huge disaster just trying to find maybe you know the one thing they want to play with so the secret the secret my friends is a sorted toy bin system so you get lots of little bins and you put like all the play food in one all the dinky cars in one all the barbies in another and then you have to get mean but it's not long term it's temporary you have to say a one bin at a rule one bin at a time rule so the kids can play with one bin at a time. In my daycare, we had two bins at a time because, you know, maybe kids wanted to play with different things. And before they can take out another bin. Because you wanted kids to come back bin. every day. You wanted to keep them yeah, exactly. You wanted to keep them happy. <laughs> exactly. But you know what the secret to this is? Like, they actually are more happy because when you pull out a new bin, it's like Christmas morning all over again. So they've played maybe for a half an hour with one thing. And then you bring out a new bin, which is a whole new toy. And eventually, you can leave all all the bins out and they're sort of in the habit of doing the one bin at a time and they pick it up when they're done and they grab a new bin so it's not overwhelming for them because I mean it's overwhelming for me to pick up a whole toy room filled with toys of course it's overwhelming for a two or a four-year-old right you know even a 10-year-old so having one bin at a time it makes playing more fun because everything's together for the game that they want to play and it makes cleanup a lot easier plus when you bring out a new bin it's like oh new toys they've completely forgotten about you know because they haven't seen it in like a couple of days so it's such a great toy method the kids are having more fun and your house is way way cleaner okay I love this and you brought up habits um because I do I have a playroom and so and it's actually on another story from my kitchen so I'm not with them as much supervising you have you really been able to like make this a habit because that's my problem is like my kids go in the playroom and it's like parents are out of town like it's like a rager up in my playroom and then I come down and exactly what you've said everything is on the floor like how have you enforced that or is it just like just creating this is this is how we do it in our house you know what I think I think the thing that really works is having I like the Ikea cube so I don't know if you've seen the Ikea cube shelving so I rotate them that way It is so great. So the stuff that's on the highest shelves, they can't really reach without asking and they know that they're not to touch those. So they can really only access the bottom four bins anyways. So part of it is habit, habit that we trained one bin at a time. Like you train a puppy, right? You train a puppy, you train your children to to play one bin at a time. We train our puppy. How's that going to (laughs) work? But the other thing is, yeah, you just, you only give them so many options. So toy rotation is an excellent way of, you know, 
taking the other toys, either putting them up high or putting them in the closet and bringing them out, rotating those toys out periodically so they don't have access to absolutely everything. Um, just giving them less toys. And I know that sounds, it may sound a little mean, but honestly, the kids have more fun with less options because they have to use their imagination. And when you bring out those new toys, it's they get excited about it again. They get it. It's like, oh, it's a brand new toy again. And oh, so no, it's psychology it, 101. It's a, you have a genius idea. It's Montessori um, in, I guess, practice and principle as well. But it really totally works. I'm it definitely do it. works. I'm going to do it. And, I gotta, and guess what's going on the top shelf is the board games. Like, I don't know why they insist on it. But nobody can read. Like, why are they getting out Scrabble and just, like, flinging the dice out? So annoying. Letters everywhere. Or puzzles. Or puzzles. <laughs> puzzles. Oh, Put puzzles. down the puzzles. Put down oh. the puzzles. Oh. All right. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about decorating kids' bedrooms. You have a lot of kind of great tutorials and decorating mm -hmm. ideas for kids' rooms. Um, how, what's your philosophy on that? Do they, are they allowed to have toys in their room? What do you What do you do? Yeah, oh, my kids have toys in their bedrooms, especially they have their most special toys they don't want other kids playing. Because when you have playdates or other kids over, the kids are in the toy room, right? Or if you don't have a toy room and they're just in the living room, you don't, sometimes kids don't want other kids playing with their special toys. So I think the bedroom has to have some of their most prized possessions. The other thing is, I think kids need to see their bedroom as their sanctuary. It's their private, personal space. And so for me, it's really important to to decorate their rooms, to have a space that they can be proud of, that they love, something that really reflects their personality because they're more likely to keep it clean. They're more likely to have respect in their belongings. And I think that is the respect that they'll have for the rest of their life. And for me, it, my mom took real care in making my bedroom, you know, a beautiful space. And, and I grew up just always wanting my bedroom to be my sanctuary, my oasis. I made my bed every morning, even as a disaster. I took the time to make my space beautiful. And I grew up loving beautiful spaces. And it starts with a bedroom. I think you, if you make your child's bedroom something that's, you know, really special, magical place for them, you're giving them a gift that's going to last their whole life. And a uh, retreat and a kids, sanctuary. Yeah, I love I love saying that because the kids do need that too. It's it's really respectful of your children, like as people. Um, do I, how old are your kids, and do any of them share a room? I have a 10, 8, and 4-year-old. So the two oldest are girls, and they did share a room. When Milo was, was I found out I was pregnant with Milo, uh, they had to share a room. And it was rough going for a little while there, i got to be completely honest. We did our best to divide the rooms. But recently, just a month ago, we built a wall, which is hilarious. Yes, we really? built a wall. Yes, so they each have their own space. Izzy's going to be 11, and, you know, um, she just was over toys, and she was wanting her private space so we, we built a wall but I think even when you have a shared room we were able to really give them privacy by having each of the kids have their own identity in their even shared space and their own little baskets that they had you know that the other kids weren't allowed to touch and spots that they were in charge of with their own personal special things in their side of the room. So, so it was, it was really just about, wow, that's interesting because my kids are the, almost the exact same age as yours and my two oldest share room as well. And that is the room that is the hardest to keep organized. Um, and obviously it's more people, but like building a wall, I mean, you really went for it. 
We went for it. Yeah. We, Every, we, I feel we like did. everyone in America is tearing, or everywhere across the world, I should say, is tearing down walls these days, but you're putting them up. <laughs> we put up a wall. What we, what we actually did was we bought the IKEA cube shelving. You guys know I'm obsessed with IKEA cube shelving. Um, and we put it down the middle of the room, and we that was their dresser. That was their dresser, and it was their bookshelf, and it also worked as like a divider. Uh-huh. So they each had their own, I'm going to like use quotations here that you can't see me doing, but they each had their own room inside one room. Yeah. And then eventually we just we we put up a, you know, really inexpensive wall and we cut a door in the hallway. And and for us, the room was big enough that that was probably the best thing we ever did because ah, they fought. They, they, they fought. But you know what? I think um, it wasn't the worst case scenario either having them share a room. It worked and it was it was working. We just we built a wall to make it slightly better. So what you're saying is when a line of tape doesn't work, you actually just... <laughs> I've, always, I've always wanted to go into a house where there was a tape line. <laughs> Wasn't that the Blood of a Brady Bunch episode at one point? I, I think, think so, I remember that. Oh, I that's... thought about doing that in our bedroom a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you build walls between you and your husband when he's messy and you're clean? Um, just kidding. I have a clean husband. But um, that's so funny. That's really interesting. In my house, we joke that it's the house that Ikea built, so I'm right there with you with using our IKEA cubes for all all possible scenarios. That's great. Yeah, they're so functional. They're so awesome. Okay, but you you're talking about decorating kids' rooms and making it a sanctuary, but you are you're a budget gal. You do things you do things um, at reasonable prices. So help us with that because obviously anybody can go out and spend a fortune and um, you know make a beautiful space. But how do you do it while working with a real budget? Yeah, I think I'm the queen of secondhand things, to be completely honest. So when it comes to furniture, I'm not talking mattresses, but dressers or bookcases or the frames of the bed, I always shop secondhand. So um, online Facebook swipe, like Facebook swipes, swaps. I, mm-hmm. I can say it on <laughs> Facebook as well. And we have Kijiji here, which is like Craigslist. You can save hundreds of dollars and get awesome, hundreds. you know, bedroom furniture that way. And of course, the dollar store is my go-to for organizing bins and baskets. And even like they have great, like cute little decor DIYs that you can do using Dollar Tree supplies. So I'm all about Pinterest. I mean, I would die without Pinterest. I, you know, it's such a great spot to go for inspiration but usually when I mean we just redid their bedrooms and we had a budget of less than $200 per kids room and we had money to left over so for under $200 we were able to make them you know a really magical space that reflected their personality but it didn't break the bank okay cast you're really humble but brag for a minute what is the one thing you're like you would not believe how fabulous this looks and how little I paid for it um Okay, well, Izzy wanted a canopy bed, and she was, like, obsessed with getting um, a canopy bed. So I found one online for $60, and it's gorgeous. And I got $4.99, you know, panels from Ikea. They were $4.99, and the bed looks like a million bucks. It's absolutely gorgeous. And so that was a that was such a good find. And I'm also obsessed with making, you know, those... um. Have, like crepe paper flowers. 
Yeah. I was wondering Dollar if you did store. that. That's, yes, yes. Those are great. Those are so gorgeous. Cool. Would, so would you mind, yes. Cass, for our listeners, but by any chance, taking a picture of the bed, the canopy bed, and letting um, some of our listeners just kind of see it at the home hour? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, think that would I actually have a thing. whole video of the whole room setting it up, too. So I'll, I'll send you pictures, and they can watch the video of, of putting the whole room together. Awesome. And we'll obviously link to your site as well, because people are going to want to find out more. Um, okay, let's talk about now, like, away from the pretty stuff, let's talk about their clothes. I mean, hopefully their clothes are pretty, but closets, clothes, I'm overwhelmed with mismatched socks. Help, help, help. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely had to get really drastic with them because they do their own laundry. And I know some people are like, oh, your eight-year-old does her own laundry. But yeah, I mean, she's she can build a castle in Minecraft. She's more than capable of using the washing machine <laughs> and the dryer, right? I mean, she's a brilliant kid, but we underestimate our kids. So my kids do their own laundry. They wash them and they put them in the dryer and they put them away completely by themselves, which um, at first I was like, I don't think we could do this. And then they just do it and they do it awesome. But the trick is to really minimize the clothing. So not to overwhelm them, just keeping like you've heard of the 10 outfit wardrobes that us grown-ups are doing we sort of have the same philosophy for kids so we have about 20 outfits for my kids and that's it extra sweaters if it's cold and we have different seasons here so we keep the different seasons up high where they can't get them but that way their laundry isn't overwhelming and we have a lost sock bag for laundry which Ooh, means okay, if you lost sock yeah, bag. I like that. it's like a must have. So when we're putting away the laundry, if we come across a sock that obviously doesn't have a friend, I don't know where they go, you guys, but it's Nobody okay. Knows. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. We put them in this bag that's hung. It's hung low. So even the kids can reach it in the laundry room. And then probably I would say once a month we go through and we play the lost sock game. And it's it's crazy how the kids actually get it. Even my husband plays and we dump it out. And the first person to find the most matches wins. So we are like on your mark, get set, go. And we're all like quickly. It's like, you know, you play cards games or where you play the matching. We match socks. Gold. You've brought your kids into an actual game. That's fun because I'll tell yeah, okay, fun. I'll tell you how it goes into my in my house, and this is like just letting you in. Basically, we have all that work unorganized, you know, the the lost socks, and basically, I just keep rewashing them because I just put them in with the dirty clothes, <laughs> hoping that eventually their partner or mate will show up. <laughs> that, that, that's to work out. That, that's one option. Yeah, actually, Graham, you got my system to a T. That is exactly what I do too. Like, yeah, I just yeah, throw it again. It's like spinning the roulette wheel. Just spin it around and see if it's lucky this time. Right. And some of these some of these socks have been washed so many times that you'll never find their match because I've washed the heck out of them. Um, you know what other like people what do? Look like. Some people put the, the lone socks in their drawer, too. I used to do this. So then every morning you'd like have to hold up socks and try to find a match. You'd spend five minutes every day trying to find a match. That's crazy. That's bananas. That's insanity. Bananas. There no no lone socks in drawers. That's Not like when a, you have the lost sock game to be playing. Exactly. I mean, what's the prize if you win? You just break get bragging rights. It's totally just and and match it's socks. Just bragging I mean, rights uh, and match here's socks. Kirsten thinks you need a prize for every game. I've never seen like anyone who. Yeah, it's just knowing that you've won, Kirsten. That's what you get. <laughs> She's always asking me what the prize is. Like, what am I? I mean, I don't know. Maybe go to the dollar store. 
yeah. So maybe, I mean, you can give them a prize, but I think just the fun, like, we get into it. We, like, will dive for a sock, you know, like, elbow <laughs> each other. And it's about winning. It's so all about winning. you have to just match your socks. Like, if I find, you know, one of my kids' socks with another kid's socks, like, I could count theirs. Totally. And each pair counts as one point and you just make a huge pile. And my husband always wins. He's so good at this. He can just look at the pile and like visualize it. And I, I always lose. But my kids yet, are good at honest, it. And then when you ask them to do laundry, somehow they cannot do it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the I know. Husbands, that is. <laughs> the husband, my husband does not do laundry, but he'll play the lost sock game just for bragging rights. Yeah. Well, you don't need your husband to do laundry if you've got your kids doing it. This is amazing. So does your four-year-old do laundry? No. Oh, okay. gosh, no. Okay. He's, right. you know, he's four. He doesn't do much of any he's we're lucky if he can put his shoes on you know himself okay. but, <laughs> okay. but but you but, start when did you start your kids laundry because I'm, I'm actually like fascinated by this eight years old eight so years abby old. izzy started doing it when she was eight and abby's been doing hers for six months now so she she'll be nine in september but at eight we started like teaching her and then and then yeah and they have a laundry basket and when it's full they throw it in the washer then they throw it in the dryer and they put it away and they don't complain about it because you know, I don't know, because I'm mean, I guess. <laughs> it's like, we have girls. You have a kind voice. I feel like, I, yeah, you have girls, but also I kind of feel like I would listen to you too. If you told me I could only take out one toy basket at a time, I would listen. I would do it. <laughs> well, I, I love what you well said about daycare. the Minecraft thing, because have you seen that meme that was going around Facebook a little while ago where it's like, if you can work this, and it was a picture of an iPad, then you can work this. And it was like a picture of a dishwasher. And I just thought, <laughs> yes, like, why do we assume our kids can like, you know, figure out Instagram, but like, oh, they couldn't figure out how to like put the right clothes in the right drawers. Like, well, I think that's it reminds a really me, good okay, wake so up call. There's my favorite book is um, It's Not Easy Being Five, right? And I think you even sent Love it to me, book. Kirsten. And there's one page in it, and it's uh, basically about what five-year-olds across the world are doing, right? And so in Mongolia, like they're grinding millet at age five, you know, in, um, you know, Saudi Arabia, they're helping like work, you know, some sort of serious job at a market or something. And then in, in the United States, it says, well, we're hoping they're learning to tie their shoes. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah that. So, so what else do your kids do? What else have you challenged them to help you with? Because we do have these little... Yeah, you're gonna think I'm you're gonna think I'm super mean, but it's it's summer break for us here, and it's probably summer break for you too. So, before they can have any screen time, like computer, tablet, television, they have to complete their chore list, and it's pretty lengthy. I I cannot lie. They have to do you know 20 minutes of chores. They have to make their bed. They have to clean their room. And um, the chore list has like a checklist and I gave them each a bin. So it has like all the cleaning supplies in it and a checklist of things they have to do. So if it's bathrooms, they have to wipe the counters. They have to wipe the toilet, which always gets groans. But, you know, if they just do it and get it over with, then they can have their screens. So that is the motivation. That's the only way I can get them to sort of do those chores but now it's just second nature they just get up in the morning they get dressed they have breakfast they brush their teeth they make their bed and they do their chores wow. yes your children are actually better than mine i can yeah. say you are doing a better job parenting <laughs> i can i can throw the gauntlet down you That's know what I, I i never used to make them do anything at all i'm going to be completely honest and i was feeling overwhelmed and i went to cuba an all-girls trip to cuba for a week and when i came home the house was super clean and i was like what the heck and my husband because he he does not do chores so i was like wow joe like this is amazing and he's like oh no the kids mopped and the kids cleaned the bathroom and the kids 
and I had never even mm. it was always such a battle so then I realized they're capable and it's you know when they whine or give me back I'm like oh forget it I'll just do it myself right. you know right. I wasn't right but when I pushed through that and realized I'm doing this for them I don't want them to still be living in my basement when they're 30 I want them to know that you know taking care of your belongings is just part of being a human it's part of like being a human being you have to clean up after yourself and it's a gift to them I'm not I'm not being mean I'm teaching them so they're gonna have these skills as a habit when they're adults it'll just be second nature that's you know what you're really inspiring me to kind of have a get well guess who's listening to this podcast <laughs> the three dead lab children <laughs> for sure um but no I mean I think it's a it's a good uh reminder that like our kids can do this and, and like we're not really doing our job as parents if we're just, you know, being their maids. I gotta say, I see loved ones of mine that are in their early 20s who had parents that did everything for them and they're struggling. Mm-hmm. They're they're floundering to do laundry and to bu- like budget, budget and, you know, just live mm-hmm. a grown-up adult life. It's like a shock to their system because it hasn't been ingrained in them from a young age that this is what you do on a daily basis to just you know, be a good member of society or whatever. It's sort of like you have to pick up after yourself. You have to clean. You have to take care of your belongings. So I didn't want it. I didn't want my kids to end up, you know, struggling. They're only little for for like, what, 10 years, 15 years. And then they have like 80 years as a grown up. So if I can give them the tools now that will make the rest of their life easier, I'll deal with the I'll deal with the groans. I'll deal with the complaining. I'll deal with the tears. Well, then you've done your job. Our job is to prepare them for the rest of their lives. So exactly. That's, yeah, that's why I let my children take the bus, public bus, all over. No, Stop I it! Don't. I <laughs> no, but my parents, but my parents let me, and you know what? It really toughened me. Um, no, so. We're lucky, Graham's alive today. You haven't heard all the stories yet. Um, okay, well, before we let you go, can we just really quickly, because I think you do have such an interesting perspective on what kind of letter bug are you? Could you break down the 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 way you have organized the world into four types? Is it four types? It is. Well, it's five. We have dragonflies, but we don't we don't talk about them. Those are perfectionists. Those are those perfect organizers. Yeah, those are dragonflies. So it's just four. We don't like the dragonflies. Let's just say it's four. We don't like those dragonflies. <laughs> so um, after a while of doing like organizing, I started you know making YouTube videos, and it grew into this thing where I was being contacted by people in my community, like, "Can you organize my house?" And it's so crazy. But I literally just fell into a job of becoming a professional organizer, and when when I was organizing people's homes, it sometimes it wouldn't work. And I'd be like, why? This, this organizing system is so amazing. Like, why doesn't it work for you? And I would get calls from my clients and they'd say, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's beautiful, but it's not functional. And so I kept going back, you know, going back and trying to fix it for them. And that's when I had to step back and say, why is it that it works for me or, you know, this one client, but it doesn't work for this other client. And that's sort of how that was born. We all have like this whole idea sort of came from is we all sort of have one style, one way that our brain works when it comes to organization. And I realized there's four categories. So there are butterflies, I call them. Those are really visual people. So it's out of sight, out of mind for them. So they actually like seeing all their belongings out. 
That is not me at all. I'm a ladybug and I hide everything. I like things to be really minimal and clear of clutter, but that stresses out a butterfly, if that makes sense. So, so they need like bulletin boards and they need their organizers up where they can see and they need bright colors, whereas a ladybug needs really muted tones and their things, you know, hidden away. And then there's a busy bee, and this is somebody who has this philosophy. I'm not going to put it away if I'm not done using it. And if they are like, you know, have a lot of activities, say they bake or they are crafters, they leave all their supplies out all the time because they want to use them again the next day. And then you have a cricket and a cricket's a really A-type personality. So they say, you know, if I'm not going to do it right, I'm not going to do it at all. And they like really, really advanced organizing systems. So those are sort of the different styles. And when you know your style, you're able to make sort of a system that works for you. Hmm. That's really Kirsten, what are you thinking you might be? I think I'm I don't know. Man, that's that's a hard one. What are you again, Cass? I am a ladybug. Ladybug. So I like things to look really pretty and but if you open up a closet, things might fall on your head. Or I'll like shove everything in a drawer. Or if company's coming, I will put everything in like in a spare bedroom. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm a hider. Um that that's my style. So I need to have systems inside my drawers and inside my closet so I can still throw and toss and hide, but it's still neat and organized. My husband is a cricket, so he's really like he likes to Alpha, he put all his books in alphabetical order and have like little labels on everything. And he's crazy. He's like super A type personality. So he needs systems that reflect his personality. My kids are butterflies. If I put something away, they'll completely forget that they have it. So I have to have like bulletin boards and, and to-do lists posted up that they can see it in really fun colors with big, big labels so they know where everything is. So a cricket, a butterfly and a um, ladybug walk into a bar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you have a house with that many insects? <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy, man. I'm not ready to call an exterminator. I mean, stop it. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, yeah, it's really it's smart. Fun. I'm trying to figure out what I am the most. But, um, but Cass, you, know, you can take a test. Out. Yeah, you can totally oh, yeah, take right. the test. You've got your test. You could take the free test online, take the test, find out, and then it gives you a bunch of tips. And I mean, I generally try to organize something that works for all of us. And the tip is, if you just put labels on things, it sort of works for every bug. But crickets are the ones that they want things like you know, this goes here and this goes here and this goes here. They need to learn to let go a little bit because the butterflies and the ladybugs, we can't use that organizing system. That's too complex for us. So so there's little tips on the website that for every bug and how to work together as a family. Love it. Well, yes. Cass, can you please, under, this is a, yeah. Oh, sorry, keep going, you've been under a rock and haven't heard of Clutterbug. Um, clutterbug.me is her incredible site where, where that all those different bug types are explained in the text what Clutterbug are you and just a million awesome awesome resources and printables and Cass tell us please the title of your new book that's out right now which is a hot ticket all over town 
Thank you. It's called Real Life Organizing, and it's available like wherever Amazon, any any all bookstores have it, even your libraries. So I really, even though I'm like you should buy my book, I think it's great that you can go and borrow it. You know, you can read it, and then it doesn't cost you a penny. You can read it and then share it with other people through your local library. So almost all local libraries have the have have the book. OMG, that's like an aspirational goal is to say, yeah, it's available like everywhere. <laughs> she is. Uh, we told you she was super nice. Like, don't even buy my book. Just get it for free. Like, you're yeah. too nice, Cass. <laughs> yeah, but I think I'm clean? more. Let's see how nice she is. Will you come and clean my house? And get my kids to do their chores. Okay. If you totally live nearby, I, I absolutely. You would. You would. I you're do. so you would. sweet. You're nice. Oh, my goodness. I want to be your bestie. Oh, sorry, Graham. No offense. No, you already have one. All right. <laughs> Cass, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you Please so much for having me. Waterbug.me for these amazing things. And you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on YouTube. There is there a place you aren't sharing this knowledge? I mean, you're amazing. Thank you. I, thank you so much. And if you like the show, please um, go ahead and give us a rating on iTunes. That really helps us. Um, and follow us on Instagram at The Home Hour, because we're going to be having lots of great um, pictures from this episode. And Instagram is one of the easiest ways for us to share, to share those. So thank you for listening and we'll be back next week.